This podcast is a production of Faith Living Church. If you like what you hear, join us for church sometime at our Plantsville, Connecticut location, Saturdays, 6 p.m. or Sundays, 9 and 11 a.m. or online anytime at faithlivingchurch.com. Let me say this. All of you guys, church family, and all you guys, wherever you are on the planet, we welcome you as you join us in the resurrection services because Jesus Christ is alive and he changes our lives. And this is the game changer for us all in the most difficult times of all to access his resurrection power. It changes everything. And that's what I want to talk about this day. I want to talk about accessing the resurrection power, that resurrection power that we've all based our time upon. Everybody has heard about the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now, you know, if you have had the coronavirus and then you overcame it, doctors can use some of your blood and uh, with the things that they can do, they can give life-giving antibodies to someone else who has the disease and it heals them from the virus. Fantastic. Life is in that blood, you see. And I want to remind you of an old hymn that I grew up with many years ago, and it goes like this. Would you be free from the burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. The song goes on, would you be free from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Come for a cleansing to Calvary's tide. There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Now, if we remember the Israelites, when they were slaves down in Egypt, and all the different plagues hit Egypt, and the Pharaoh still wasn't letting... uh, God's people go toward the promised land. And one more plague was foretold that everybody had to put uh, the blood of a spotless lamb on their doorpost. And they would take a plant called hyssop and they would dip it in the lamb's blood after it had been sacrificed. And then they would splash it above the door of their home and then on the left post and then on the right post. And you can see as that blood would drip down, you can see it makes a cross. And that night, when the death angel came throughout the whole Egyptian land, if someone did not have blood on their post, the death angel took the oldest male. And what I want you to remember, all the Israelites who had sacrificed that lamb and put the blood on the doorpost, it was called the Passover. That's this past week here. This week right here is Passover, and that's what it meant. The angel of death passed over. Because of the blood. There's power in the blood of the Lamb. 
Now I would like to read for you Matthew chapter 28, verse 1. It says, Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. And you got to remember here, the resurrection is the most powerful event that has ever happened. And here Mary and the other Mary, they were there as this is all happening. And it says, as Mary and the other Mary went to go visit the tomb, it says in verse 2, suddenly, suddenly there was a great earthquake. Are you talking about power? You're talking about Phenomenal power. Suddenly there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and he rolled aside the stone and then he sat on it. Can you imagine that? This magnificent, powerful angel. He came and rolled this massive stone that took several guards to put in front of it. He rolled it away and then he just sat up there on it. Daring anybody to try to put it back in his place. He sat upon it what the Bible says, verse 3 says, his face shone like lightning. This angel there just moved the stone. His face was glowing just like lightning. And his clothes were as white as snow. The guards shook with fear. I mean, these guards who were there to protect, to make sure nobody messed with this tomb. The guards, they shook with fear. And when they saw him, the angel, they fell into a dead faint. All the guards fainted dead away. They were just all passed out on the ground because they fainted. And then the angel spoke to the women who come up. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come and see where his body was laying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And he is going ahead of you to Galilee, and you will see him there. Remember what I've told you. And when the women ran quickly from the tomb, they were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. Verse 9 goes on to say, and as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them, and they ran to him, and they grasped his feet, and they worshipped him. Can you just imagine this? These women are grabbing his feet and just worshipping. You are alive. You are alive. And then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go and tell my brothers. It's one of the greatest commissions we've ever, ever been given. Go and tell. Go and tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. Verse 11 says, And as the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city, and they told the leading priests what had happened. They told them the whole truth. And a meeting with the leaders was called, and they decided to give the soldiers a large, this is going to take a large bribe. And they told the soldiers, You must say, Jesus Disciples came during the night while we were sleeping, and they stole the body. Now, if them guards were sleeping, how would they have known who would have come and tried to steal the body? It's hard to keep a lie straight, isn't it? Anyhow, they told their life, and it says in verse 14, and if the governor hears about it, we'll stand up for you, you guards, so you won't get into trouble. So, the, you know, if you fell asleep on guard duty, 
you would forfeit your life. So the guards accepted the bribe and they said what they were told to say. And their story spread widely among the Jews and they still tell it today. Verse 16 says, And then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. They worshipped him, who they had seen crucified. They worshipped him, but some of them doubted. And Jesus came and he told his disciples, I have been given all. Now what percentage is all? 100%. And he says here, he had been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples. You do what I'm telling you to do. I've been given the, all, all the authority on the planet and, and in heaven. Therefore, go and make disciples of all. Of all. What percentage is all? 100%. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Jesus, I'm giving you this power. You go and do it. You tell everybody. Make disciples of them. Baptize them. That's what Jesus said. In verse 20, he goes on to say, teach these new disciples. Teach these new followers who will believe. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this. Be sure of this. I am with you. I am with you. remember a couple weeks ago, I asked everybody to go get them a rock. I still got my rock in my pocket. We call it a with you rock. Every time I feel it or see if I'm remembering that the Lord, what he said, he said, I'll be with you. And here's one of those times, and be sure of this, I am with you always. That's a 100% word too, even to the end of the age. Now it says in the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 19, Paul said, I pray that you will understand I'm praying that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power. It's hard to believe. That word incredible means it's hard to believe. Astonishing, amazing, extraordinary. He said, I'm praying that you will understand this hard to believe greatness of God's power. What we're talking about here today is you and me accessing that resurrection power for our lives right now. Not just when we get to heaven, but accessing the power of God for us right now in these difficult times. He said, I'm praying that you will understand the incredible greatness of his power, of God's power for us who do what? For those of us who believe. I'm praying that you'll understand the greatness of this power, the incredible greatness of this power for us who believe him. See, believing, that's the first step. Believing is the key that enables us to access understanding the power and so you and I can experience this resurrection power. He says here, I'm praying that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. It's, it's for the, us who believe will understand it. For us who believe will access it and experience it for ourselves, for us who believe him. 
This is the same mighty power. That, that Greek word is dunamis power, like dynamite power is what he's talking about. Miraculous power. He said this is the same mighty power that's available to all who believe. If you want to access this miraculous power, this resurrection power, this dunamis power, we've got to believe. We've just got to believe that is a key for us accessing that resurrection power. When you pray for your loved ones, when you pray for yourself or your future, when you pray about anything, when you and I choose to believe, that is the key that enables us to access the resurrection power that has been available to you and me. He goes on to say in verse 20, that raised, this is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. This same mighty power that raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the Father is the same power at work in what? In believers. This resurrection power, same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same resurrection mighty power, he says right here, that is at work in believers. The key to you and me accessing that resurrection power for our lives today, for our families right now, is we got to believe. Are you a believer? That's where we start at, believing in Christ and then believing in his word and, and taking it to heart. This is so important. Listen to what it says here in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. It says, and it is impossible, it is impossible to please God without faith. It is impossible to access his resurrection power without faith. You want to tap into the miraculous resurrection power of Almighty God, but you don't believe, you can't do it. It's impossible to please God. It is impossible to access the resurrection power of God. It's impossible to be guaranteed that all your prayers are going to be answered if we don't have faith. Isn't it fantastic that God has given us a cure for doubt and unbelief? He has told us what we can do to increase our faith. Anyhow, let me read verse uh, Hebrews 11, verse 6, as it goes on to say, and it is impossible to please God without faith, and anyone, that's 100% of people, anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Who sincerely seek him. You got to understand something. You and I were designed to display that resurrection power, a power that goes way beyond our human strivings and it shows the work of God. Now, you know something? I got something here in my bag. Now, this is a pretty common thing. I've had this, I don't know, 12, 13 years. It's just a little solar power. It's a little solar power. I've carried this in my back, back for probably close to 15 years, 14, 15 years. And this thing will completely charge my phone in two hours. And the thing is, it has a little battery right here that I can charge my battery in the daytime, and then I can recharge my phone at night. And all I have to do is plug this thing in right here, 
And then I plug my battery charger in right here. I mean my battery pack. And I put this out there. And now we are accessing the power of the sun. And I can fully charge this battery pack, and then I can, I can plug it straight to my phone. And during the sun, day, I can charge my phone direct. Or I can, you know, charge this battery pack and then charge my phone at night. But we are accessing the power of the sun because I believe that I bought it. And because I, I believe that I carry it in my pack all the time, and I've used it when I've gone camping for two weeks at a time up on a mountain, and I can keep my cell phone always charged. I am telling you, you and I can access the power of the sun if we believe the possibilities. And you and I can access. It seems impossible, but we can access that resurrection power. Let me show you something else. And in my family, we have used this. Some of our, our family, you say, well, what about in the nighttime? If you don't have no electricity, that's not a problem. We have learned how to access the power of fire. And all we got to do is fill this little pot with water. Colder the water, the better. And you see on the bottom this little piece of metal? And you see these little wires that got inside the pot? And all we got to do is plug these wires into our pot just like this. And then what we do, we plug in our phone cord just like that. And then we can charge a battery bank or we can charge our telephone. And as long as you got water in the pot and you got a fire underneath there, it will charge your telephone. It will charge whatever electrical appliances you have. You go, I don't believe it. Well, then just don't use it then. I'm telling you, you can access the power of the fire. And I'm telling you, you can access the fire of the sun. But greater than all those, you can access that resurrection power if you believe. It's available to every man, woman, boy, and girl if they believe. And we can access power, the most wonderful, fantastic power that has ever existed, the power of the resurrection. And some people don't believe it, and some people don't believe those things will work, and you probably won't apply it then, but it works. I am telling you beyond a shadow of a doubt. Now listen to what it says here. You know, in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, it says, I want, I want to know Christ. And, and to know him don't mean just, well, I want to be aware of him. I want, to, I, want to, I want some information about Jesus. That's not what he's saying here. And we'll talk about this more, but he says, I want to know Christ. The apostle, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. And the better you know Jesus, the closer you get to knowing him, the better and more power you will access that resurrection power in your life. It's available to you. Now, I'm going to read this to you again in another translation. No, in the same one, but it's some other verses leading up to it. Philippians chapter 3, verse 5 says, Paul says, I was circumcised. That was where we 
We did in, in our culture. I was circumcised when I was eight days old, and I was a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew if there ever was one, and I was a member of the Pharisees who demand the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. And I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. I kept all the rules and all the regulations to a T. And he did. He was very committed to what he believed. And then it goes on to say verse 7 here. Because see, he came to meet Jesus. He came to experience his resurrection power. And he says, I once thought all these rules and regulations, I once thought these things were valuable. I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. He gave his life for me, and he has forgiven me, and he gives me peace, and he answers my prayers, and he helps me in all my times of trouble. That's what Apostle Paul said, and he was putting the church to death early on. I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite, which means unlimited, never-ending. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared to the infinite value, this priceless gain. Everything else is worthless when you compare it to this infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus. It's the most important thing in the whole wide world of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. And for his sake, I have discarded, I have thrown it all away. For his sake, I have discarded everything. What percentage is everything? 100%. Here is a man who says, for his sake, for Jesus' sake and what he's done for me, I have discarded, I've thrown everything else away, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ. I'm talking about total surrender my all to him because of what I've seen him do for me. Is there something getting in your way and preventing you from surrendering 100% totally to Christ that will inhibit you from accessing that resurrection power we got to get that clutter, whatever it is, is clutter in our lives, whatever is holding us back, we got to get it out of our life, you see. We need to do that. There's an old song we used to sing here in the church. It went like this, Lord, you are more precious than silver. Lord, you are more costly than gold. Lord, you are more beautiful than diamonds. And nothing I desire compares with you who willing to throw it all away that I might have a close relationship with Jesus. He says, so that I could gain Christ and become one, united. And I could gain, I, I could gain Christ and become one with him. For what, for, for God's ways are making us right with himself. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on what? Faith. That's talking about believing. You got to believe to access that resurrection power. And he says, for God's way of making us right with himself, it depends on faith. But here comes the good news. See, so I want to access that resurrection power, pray for my family, 
to give us faith and give us hope and give us peace in these difficult times and we need a miracle. Well, he gives us hope. He tells us in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, so then faith, this is what believing is. Faith and believing is the same thing. He says, so then faith, it comes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, the most powerful book in the entire world. Faith comes by hearing what the Bible says. Faith comes by hearing the word. And the more you hear it, not just talking about hearing one verse a million times, but being consistent as you read it and you hear it and you chew on it. says if then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It produces the ability to believe and to access that resurrection power for your life and for your family right now. He is risen. And you and I can tap into that resurrection power for ourselves and for our family right now. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 it says, For the word of God, and this is what brings faith. As you hear the word of God, it causes your faith to grow. And it says here in uh, Hebrews 4 12, it says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. He says here, For the word of God is alive and powerful. And, and then verse 16, Romans 10, 16 says, So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God, and there we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace in the definition of grace. The best biblical definition I've ever discovered is God's enabling power. And he tells us here, right here, so let us come boldly, boldly, not apologetically, not wimpily, but let us come boldly in the name of Jesus to the throne of our gracious God, and there we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace, God's enabling power to help us when we need it most. And I think right now a lot of us need God's resurrection power, need God's miraculous power, need God's dunamis power right now. We need it right now, God's enabling power. We need it now. And he says we will find, boldly when we go to him, we will find his grace, his enabling power to help us when we need it most. Now we're going to discover another key to accessing more of that resurrection power. And it says in Mark chapter 9, verse 23, it says, Jesus said to him, if you can, what's that word? Believe. Oh, it's echoing what we've already read. If you believe all, what percentages is all? 100%. If you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. What about when someone tells you, well, that ain't possible. And they'll also tell you, you can't, Power your telephone with a pot full of water, and you can't power your telephone with just the sun up there shining, and they'll tell you, well, God ain't going to answer your prayers, and they don't know dearly about much. Did I say that out loud or just think that? Anyhow, he says it right here. Jesus said to him, if you can believe. And reading and hearing God's word causes our faith to grow so we can believe. If you can believe, all things are possible. You're praying for a loved one? I'm going to tell you all things are possible. You're praying for family members in another part of the country or another part of the world? All things are possible for those who believe. You and I can access that resurrection power right now. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Verse 10. Listen to what verse 10 says. And uh, th this is amazing. This is the verse that we read earlier, but this is found... Over here, 
Philippians chapter 3, we start in verse 5, and we've gone all the way over, and we're going to read verse 10 again. It says, I want, and the, want, the word want means I crave, means I yearn, means I hanker for. I didn't make that up. Look it up in a, uh, you know, your dictionary. The, the word crave, it means to hanker for. Sounds like a southern term, don't it? And it is. But he says, I want, I crave, I yearn, I hanker for, I hunger. I hunger. I want to know Christ. I can taste that. I want to know Christ. I want to know him. I'm talking about entering into a close relationship with him. I don't want to know rules and regulations. I want to know Jesus Christ, who the whole world nailed him to a cross, beat him before that, put him to death, and he came back alive. That resurrection power, it changed things. And he says here, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. That's what the apostle said. I want, I want to, I crave it, I yearn it, I hanker for it, I hunger to know Christ and to experience, and you can experience it too. And, and, and I, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead, and I want to suffer with him. Another key to accessing that resurrection power. So I don't like to suffer. Listen to me here. I want to suffer with him sharing in his death. If Jesus had not died on the cross he would never have experienced resurrection power. He only experienced the resurrection power because he suffered, he was beaten, and he was put to death. But let me tell you what it's talking about, what kind of suffering, what kind of dying he's talking about. So don't jump to no conclusions yet. Luke chapter 9 verse 23 says, Then Jesus said to them all, what percentage is all? includes me standing right here right now and includes you too and then he said to them all this is including you and me if anyone what percentage is anyone 100% if anyone desires to come after me that's me I want to come after you I want to know you in the power of your resurrection if anyone desires to come after me let him deny himself we don't like to deny ourselves, do we? If it feels good, we want to do it. If it tastes good, we want to eat it. That's just the way we humans are. But he said, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. What were crosses made for? They weren't made to hang around your neck on a little pretty chain and look nice. Crosses was made to put people to death on. That's what crosses was for. And the apostle says, you and I need to take up our cross. Woo-hoo. Take up your cross daily. That means to put my sinful flesh, the appetites that tries to rise up and control me, put those things to death. And the way we take up our cross is like, I'm going to deny myself. That's sinful. That's not good. That's evil. I'm going to deny, I'm going to refuse myself the privilege of doing that because it's wrong. And if you want to access the resurrection power of Almighty God, we begin to deny ourselves and don't do the things that are evil. Don't do the things that the devil's whispering in our ear. He said for us to take up the cross daily. 
which means to put to death just our old sinful appetites and our old sinful nature if you want to access that resurrection power for yourself and your family right now. Then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and, and follow me to die and deny ourselves daily, to die to sinful, selfish ambitions. And then he says in verse 24, for whoever desires to save his own life, his, his sinful life, whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life denies the old sinful appetites. Whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. It's just the opposite of the way our sinful uh, appetites try to dictate to us. So if you want to access the supernatural, if you want to access the miraculous, if you want to access the resurrection power of Almighty God, you got to believe. And you got to take up your cross and deny yourself when you know you shouldn't do that. You deny yourself and you put those appetites to death. They ain't going to control me no more. That's what we're talking about. A.W. Tozer once said, God offers life but not an improved old life. He don't offer an improved old life. The life he offers is life out of death. You know, you take a seed, and the Bible tells us this same thing, but you take a seed, and we've been working on our garden during this time that we've been shut in. We've been pulling off the stumps out, plowing the ground, getting the fence back up there, and we know, we got seeds that get ready to put in the ground. We know the Bible says the seed will die. But then it bursts forth with new life. And we know that's kind of what happened with Jesus. He died in new life. Resurrection power bursts forth from him. And the thing that A.W. Tozer was saying, that the life that Christ offers is a life that comes out of death. When we've died to our old sinful nature's control, when we've died to our old sinful wicked appetites, then we begin to access that resurrection power that causes us to burst open and, and, and new life and, and, and sprouts and, and uh, stems and fruit and corn and tomatoes and you name it starts growing there. There's new life, but that seed had to die first. And when you take up your cross and you deny yourself new life, burst forth. Easter isn't just one Sunday out of the year. It's not even confined to a season. It's the event of history that raised the Son of God from the dead and also ensured that his church, Jesus' church, would be supplied with endless resurrection power to carry out his work until he returns and it might be getting close to him returning. But let me share something else about this power. He says it in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and we're talking about the Holy Spirit, and the Bible tells us if the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he will quicken, bring alive our bodies. He will bring transformation to us. But listen to what it says about the Holy Spirit. It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, have you received the person and the power of the Holy Spirit yet? 
He's telling us that we can. And it's not to entertain people. It's not something flaky at all. I'm talking about the person of the Holy Spirit who brings this resurrection power to you. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. That's what you receive the power for, to talk about Jesus. He says, and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me. Where? Everywhere. And where is everywhere? It's everywhere. What percentage is everywhere? 100%. He says, you're going to receive power once the Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, and you will be a witness for me, and you'll tell people about Jesus. You'll tell them about the good news. You'll tell them about the resurrection power we're learning about right now and how they can access it for themselves. A lot of people are going to live in darkness. They're not going to talk on their phones because they will never access the sun because they don't believe the solar panel will work. A lot of people will go without... Electricity, because they won't believe that you can generate electricity just by boiling water in a pot. It don't make no sense to them, but it works. And I'm telling you, you and I and all of our loved ones and friends, once they learn about Jesus and they begin to believe in him, they can access that resurrection, that miraculous, that dynamite power for themselves. That's what my Bible tells me. It's so important. But let me tell you one of the simplest, most wonderful passages, and this is the good news. If you only knew this verse, you could share it with a friend and it would help them. It's found in John chapter 3, verse 16, and it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, his name was Jesus, and that whosoever does what? Belief. Ah, that's the key to access and resurrection power. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And verse 17 says that God sent not his son into the world to condemn us but that through him we might be saved. We might be rescued. We might be forgiven if our name's written in the book of life. And the worst thing that could happen is for me to die and that I'm on that other shore just waiting for you to get there so I can throw my arms around you and welcome you to our eternal home. That's what I'm talking about. Resurrection power. It changes things now. And it empowers us to look forward to what God has in store for us. That's what I'm talking about. It's so important for us to hear what his word says. Now let me read this verse to you. Once again, see, this is how you and I can grab a hold of these truths, this resurrection power to bring forgiveness and salvation to us. And our name's written in the book of life. It says in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, it says, if you openly declare, and it's talking about declaring with your mouth, if you openly declare, and he's talking about here with your mouth, if you confess this, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord, and what's that next word? And believe. Believing is the way that we can access that resurrection power for our lives right now. If, If you openly declare, that's talking about with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord, and so you're openly declaring, you're confessing with your mouth, and number two, believe in your heart. If you openly confess with your mouth and then you believe in your heart that God raised him, Jesus, from the dead, you will be saved. 
That's accessing resurrection power for salvation. Where you will declare it openly. And then you will believe in your heart the Easter message. That Jesus Christ rose from the dead. The Father raised him from the dead. The Bible says if you'll do those two things, your sins are washed away. You're, you're forgiven. You don't have to do this and this and this and this and this. He's telling you if that's the way you receive the forgiveness. That's the way you receive salvation by the resurrection power of Almighty God. He goes on to say here, verse 10, for it is by believing in your heart. Believing enables us to access that resurrection power. For it is by belief in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring with your mouth, and it's by openly declaring with your mouth your faith that you are safe. It brings about salvation. Believing in your heart and then declaring it with your mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead. That's the key to access and resurrection power for forgiveness and for salvation, for transformation is what I'm talking about. Listen here what it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 11. It says, if the alive, this is in the message Bible, it says, if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. And when God lives and breathes in you, and he does as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life that empty, hollow, shallow life and a transformation with his spirit lifting in you. There is a transformation that is brought about in you. Why are, are, are people who are in prison, or, 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 why are prisons so full of repeat offenders, people who've been in there over and over and over and over again because they're unwilling to change, but even more so because they're unable they have no power to change their lives. They want to. So many of them want to. They don't want to have to go back there anymore. But they can't change their bad behavior. They can't change their bad habits. You know, and many just can't see that God's got something better. For them. They don't have no faith, you see. Listen, what it tells us here in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. God says, come now. Hey, come on, come on. Gather around. Come. This is what God says. Come now. Let's argue this thing out. You got your time. You can say what you want to say. God says, Isaiah 1.18, Come now and let us argue this thing out, says the Lord. No matter how deep the stain of your sins, I don't care what you've done. It don't matter how sinful you were. Come now and let's argue this thing out, says the Lord. No matter how deep the stain of your sins, I can remove it. God says he can remove the stain of your sins that brings guilt and shame to your life. And it echoes in your mind that you're not fit for heaven. God could never love somebody who done that, and that's not true. Listen to what he says here. This is found in Isaiah chapter 1. He says, come now, let us argue this out, says the Lord. No matter how deep the stain of your sins, I can remove it. I can remove it. I can make you as clean as freshly fallen snow. He says, I can change things in your life and make you squeaky clean. God says that, and it don't matter how stained your life was with sin. He goes on to say, even 
if you are stained as red as crimson, and you got to understand the way they got the crimson color, it wasn't easy to come by. When they dyed wool and made it crimson, they had to dip it in the red dye, the crimson dye, and then they had to bring it out and dry it a little bit, and they had to dip it twice. He's saying here, even though you are stained like crimson, you are double dipped in sin. You are really sinful. Even if you are stained as red as crimson, I can make you as white as wool. I can change you. Almighty God says that. And he has provided the answer to you and my dilemma because we were all born in sin. And he sent his son Jesus and he took all of our sins upon himself and he camouflaged himself and he gave up his life and the devil ripped him down into hell for three days to fulfill the prophecies that God said it was going to be this way. And then on the third day, toward the tail end of that, Jesus experienced the resurrection power of the almighty God. And that resurrection power is available to change your life, to forgive you, to write your name in the Lamb's book of life. Because he loves you. And Jesus... He chose to go through all that for one reason, because he loves you. No other reason. He never did a wrong thing in his life, because he loves you, and he'll forgive you, and he'll cleanse you. That's what I'm talking about. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, in light of all the things that we read there in Corinthians, all the things we read everywhere, therefore, if any man is in Christ. That means in a relationship with Jesus Christ. If any man is in Christ, anyone, what percentage is that? Any man, any woman, anywhere on the planet. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. No matter if you've been double-dipped in sin or not, you are a new creation and old things have passed away and behold, all, what percentage is all? 100%. He said, old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. All things have become new. And you and I are not controlled by that old sinful nature anymore. We have allowed the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit into our life, and he empowers us to talk about Jesus. He empowers us to tell other people about Jesus. He empowers us to pray for people when they got needs, and he'll answer our prayers. You and I, now when we begin to believe, and the more we read, the closer we get to him, and we can access that resurrection power now while we live here on earth, not just when we die and go to heaven. That resurrection power is available for us now. That's what he's talking about. There's an old song Susan was singing this morning as we was going out on the mountain to pray. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me. And I tell you what, I love Papa God. I love him because he does walk with me and he does talk to me. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. And what I want to do, 
But I want to pray for you right now. And if you have a loved one who is trusting in Jesus, and they're already gone, they've already passed on, you can be well sure that they're with the Lord Almighty. To be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. They're cheering us on from the balconies of heaven. And we will be a part of a grand reunion one day. One day. We just got to believe. We got to believe to access that resurrection power and receive in our own lives the forgiveness that he offers us. We got to know him. Oh, that I might know him in the power of his resurrection. We got to believe him. Got to believe everything he says. And then we got to doubt our old sinful appetites and deny ourselves and access that resurrection power. So if you know Jesus, would you pray with me? You can pray silently if you feel better about that. You can pray out loud if you want to. But I want you to pray for me, with me, and reaffirm your faith in Christ. But if you've never welcomed him in or you've drifted away, I want you to pray and mean this from the bottom of your heart. It's a game changer. It changes things in a man, a woman, a boy or a girl's life. Would you pray with me right now? Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that you love me. And I believe you got a plan for my life. I believe that you sent your son Jesus. And I believe that Jesus died in my place. And I believe he rose from the dead. And he's knocking at the door of my heart. And I open wide that door. And I welcome Jesus. I receive Jesus into my life as my Savior, as my Lord, as my Master, as my King, as my friend, as my Savior. I receive you, Jesus. I'm sorry for my sinful ways. And I receive your forgiveness. Now all my sins are washed away. I believe I'm a new creature. All those things are washed away. In Jesus' name. Amen. Just for a moment. Could we say just a, another few moments of prayer? Papa God, I ask that you bless my brothers and sisters, these men and women who I know and so many that I don't know, and I ask that you'd answer their prayers, that you'd give them peace and that fear would be a thing of the past. There would be no more anxiety, but the peace that passes understanding would guard their hearts and minds and provide what my brothers and sisters need. In the name of Jesus Christ, I speak healing to bodies, Souls and spirits, I speak healing in the name of Jesus Christ. May your resurrection power heal the men and women, the boys and girls who need your healing power. I speak provisions that you'd provide what these men and women, boys and girls need in the name of Jesus and give them hope, almighty God. You who are the living hope because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Bless each and every one. You know what their needs are. And we are not ashamed to come to you. You said to come boldly to your throne of grace and obtain mercy and grace, your enabling power to help us when we need it most. Bless my friends. Answer their prayers. Empower them, almighty God. 
and that they can begin to nudge other people closer to you and tell others what you're doing for them. I ask in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And all those who agree with me in that prayer, whether you're in home or you're driving or wherever you're at, just simply say, Amen. And Amen. God bless you. I love so many of you that I know, and I love and pray for you, even if I don't know you. Susan and I, we pray for you every day. God bless you.